Good morning and welcome to another day here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven. It's a pleasure to start the morning off with you. Even if the morning is a very cloudy one out there, fog has descended upon St. Louis, which is always fun with the kids because they still haven't fully grasped that concept of low-lying clouds, a.k.a. fog, but a good morning nonetheless. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, you know, I think we should have some fun today. That's the number one thing. It's uh, St. Nicholas Day. All of the children are just ecstatic waking up today, seeing what waits. You know, I guess the big debate is, are you a stocking family or are you a shoe family? Did you put your stockings out last night or did you put your shoes out last night? And uh, I love it because, honestly, I don't like to do this whole day after Thanksgiving poof The house is completely decorated for Christmas. Advent is a season of preparation, so I like to prepare throughout the season of Advent. But today marks the first day that we really have decorations up in the house other than the Advent wreath. Today is the day that the stockings, you know, last night they were hung by the chimney with care. The kids and I did that together. And we'll see what kind of goodies await them uh, when we get home from school. We had to rush out the door early in the morning. Also on the show today, besides lots of fun, we're going to uh, visit with Mary Varney from the Respect Life Apostolate in St. Louis about a prayer initiative taking place later this week. We are also going to be uh, talking with a priest who was able to stop by our studios last week, all the way from just outside of Manchester, And I don't mean Manchester, West County. I mean Manchester, England. And so it was a joy to speak with Father John Michael, and and we'll bring you that interview today as well. And uh, what else do we have for you? Well, we've got some, you know, like I said, we're just getting ready. It's Advent. That's what we're doing today. We'll have the catechism. We'll have the daily dose of encouragement, all the things you've come to know and love. But before we go to any of that, especially with the fog out there, let's find out what's in store with the weather. Let's go now to Mike Roberts. Today is the feast day of St. Nicholas. Born to wealthy Christian parents in the 4th century in what is now Turkey, historical facts are few, but his legend is enormous and across the Christian spectrum, no saint has been painted as often as St. Nicholas. It is known that at a young age he became Bishop of Myra and was imprisoned during the persecution of Diocletian, then released under Constantine. Tradition holds that at the Council of Nicaea in 325, St. Nicholas, a staunch opponent to the heresy of Arianism, which denied the divinity of Christ, grew so upset with Arius, the author of that heresy, that he lost his temper and punched him in the face. He is said to have dropped gold coins through the window of a poor father three nights in a row because the father lacked a dowry for his daughters, and they were about to be forced into prostitution. And when family wealth was passed on to him, he gave it all away to the poor. Another story tells of him dropping bags of gold down the chimney of a family in need. Sound familiar? It is this story, as well as so many others, that over the centuries 
has inspired gift-giving on his feast day. Over time, St. Nicholas has become known as Santa Claus. For 17 centuries, his legend has grown, and as we near the celebration of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ to his blessed mother in the presence of the great St. Joseph, it must be the case that the generosity of the Father is being expressed around the world through the love of the Holy Spirit, and that St. Nicholas has been charged with the eternal task of helping us celebrate with gifts. St. Nicholas, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. It's always a joy to have visitors to the station, and uh, today, journeying a long way to be with us, we're happy to welcome Father John Michael, a Franciscan friar from just outside of Manchester, but not Manchester in West St. Louis County, Manchester in the north of England. Father, it's good to have you with us it's today. It's good to be here, too. Really now, now, I want to start with this right off the bat, because I grew up in a parish with the Order of Friars Minor, which is the same order you are part of. Uh-huh. And we had friars, we had fathers, and we had brothers. And you mentioned before we started here that technically you should be Brother John Michael, even though you are a priest. Tell us a little bit about the distinction and why we would call you brother and not father. Well, I think the main reason is that Francis himself, his great emphasis was on bro- the brotherhood. Yes, and here's a little brother here is Philip, whose family I'm staying with, Philip John and Paul, and their mom and dad, and Philip's just climbed on my knee here to join me in this little recording. Yeah. Well, we're very family-friendly, so we're happy and, to have Philip with us, yeah. too. Francis never became a priest, and the emphasis was also the brotherhood of everything, the brotherhood of creation, that we're all, that, that Christ himself is our elder brother as well as our Savior. And I think over the years, the order became a little bit clerical, as orders often do as they develop from their simplicity to a more complex way. And now we've gone back to the idea that we're all brothers. No matter what jobs you're offered within the church, we have two or three cardinals who are Franciscans. And when our father general, brother general now, writes to us, he always calls our brother Michael, who is a cardinal archbishop of. So we're all brothers, all brothers together. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. When we talk about religious vocations on the show and vocations to the priesthood, we always like to note that the call to religious life is Vocation within a vocation when we talk to the priesthood. The the call to the priesthood is one, but the call to the religious life is another. And we have so many great saints who are examples for us. St. Francis, St. Dominic, St. Clare, to name a few that we could talk about today. What is one of the charisms of your order that our listeners could live out in their daily lives as they strive to grow in holiness? The first thing that we spoke about just earlier is brotherhood and sisterhood, that we're all brothers and sisters together in Christ. And the other is simplicity of living, to live a simple life, to be happy to live simply. I think that's part of the the vow of poverty, that we live life simply and identify especially with those for whom poverty isn't a choice, but it's thrust upon them, that we take that on to, and also in our order, we're also called Friars Minor, we're lesser brothers, so we're there to serve those who are much more poor than we are, not by choice, but by the circumstances of life. And I think to be aware of, of our own personal poverty as we do that service for others. That's absolutely beautiful. There's Philip again. 
Sorry? Our studio audience joining in on, on the microphone. Again. Oh, is <laughs> so, that the audience? That's yes. Right. That's, no, it's wonderful to have them here. Well, Father, I, I'd maybe like to close with this question. As we talk about a life of simplicity and a life of service, that does not necessarily mean a life devoid of joy. Absolutely not. And so tell us a little bit, how can we find joy in simplicity and in service? I think, for me, the joy is in, in the gift of every day. When I wake up, I thank God that I'm alive and well, and I thank God that I'm able to do the particular word that God has given me. I thank God for my friends. I have great joy in the friends I have in my life. I'm over in America because I love being with this family who've adopted me, really. They've adopted me, and I find joy in human friendship. I find joy in my ministry. I find joy in those who love me, and I'm just so grateful for the love that I receive. I, I find joy. I'm not always good at showing that joy. Sometimes I, I let things get on top of me and I worry occasionally, but I try and work on that. But every day for me is a pure gift. When I open my eyes, I don't always jump out of bed like I used to when I was much younger, but I do find joy when I do get out of bed. Well, it seems the natives are getting a little restless here. Yeah, As are, a father of five, good. I understand that one. Perhaps, Father, could I ask you to close our time together with a prayer or a blessing for yes, our listeners? Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of joy in our lives, for the gift of family and friends. And we thank you for being so good, kind, and generous to us. And most of all, we thank you for loving the world so much and giving us your son. Be with us always, especially now, as we prepare to meet you in the celebration of Christmas, when you loved us so much that you gave your only son. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless us all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank well, you. No, Father, thank you for being with us. And Carla, thank you for bringing the boys and for bringing your good friend, Father John Michael, our brother today. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. A most commendable indulgenced prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, shower copiously thy blessings on thy holy church, on the Supreme Pontiff, and on all the clergy. Grant perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten infidels, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, assist the dying, liberate the souls of purgatory, and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, most kind, bless us now and in death's agony. From a sudden and unprovided death, deliver us, O Lord. We mentioned yesterday on the show that this coming Thursday is a holy day of obligation, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, and we're going to continue to remind you of that this week. But in addition to that, uh, Thursday night going into Friday morning has some more significance for us. And here to share about that, we're happy to welcome Senior Program Manager from the Respect Life Apostolate in St. Louis, Mary Varney. Mary, it's good to see you again. You too, Adam. Thanks for 
having me come on the show to talk about this. All right. Now, St. Nicholas has already visited all of the the little (laughs) boys and little girls in the world. And we've mentioned that Thursday is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. I don't think St. Nick's coming back again Thursday night, but something's going on. What is that? It is. As great as St. Nicholas is, we also want to talk about the National Night of Prayer for Life is a beautiful observance that has been happening for 33 years started in the Diocese of Rockville Center, New York, as just a parish event to pray for life from the Immaculate Conception into the traditional feast, I believe, of Juan Diego. So the December 8th into 9th, and the focus of that is to pray for life. A great way to do that, linking in the Blessed Mother, St. Juan Diego, pro-life, it's a beautiful thing. So on December 8th, starting in the evening, uh, going into the early morning hours, as Adam just talked about, of December 9th, um, parishes throughout the Archdiocese of St. Louis and all over the country will be specifically praying for life. Some parishes hold it for just just the holy hour, such as the Cathedral Basilica. Others will go for four or five hours leading up until midnight, some even later. Uh, But 13 parishes are participating Uh, this year in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Wow, that's a beautiful testament. I mean, I I was looking at that list doing the counting, as you mentioned, that 13 parishes, and that's just in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. And as Mary mentioned, this is a national thing. So whether you're listening today in the Diocese of Belleville, the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, or Springfield, Cape Girardeau in Missouri, the Diocese of Jefferson City, wherever you may be, it's a night that we are all invited to pray for life. So if there's something formal going on at your parish or a nearby parish, great, go pray at your parish or the nearby parish. If not, visit an adoration chapel, spend some time in prayer, unite your prayers with an act of spiritual communion from home and pray for life. Uh, It's been an incredible year, Mary. I think every time we've spoken this year, little did we think at, at the beginning of the year, we'd be saying this is the year that we would see such a great pro-life victory, and yet the work isn't finished. We still have more praying to do. Correct, which is why we have this wonderful opportunity. The direct quote we have is for the nation to renew its commitment to live the gospel of life. So let's unite our prayers with states like Illinois and Kansas that still have legalized abortion. We want to obviously celebrate and thank God and thank him through the intercession of his blessed mother for the end of legalized abortion in Missouri. I don't want to lose sight of that, but we also, as Adam said, our work's not done. We want to walk with pregnant and parenting moms. We want to help heal those uh, who have been wounded by abortion loss, and we certainly want to help our fellow Catholics and fellow pro-lifers across the country uh, to pray for life uh, so that this is repeated in every state through the nation. It's a really wonderful thing to pray on this day. I've been reflecting a lot about the Blessed Mother, and as Father Wade told us last week, I mean, just think about the dignity of the Blessed Mother carrying the Christ child in her womb. Think about what we're recalling Thursday, the conception of the Blessed Mother Mm -hmm. in the womb of St. Anne. Um, We think of all the moms out there that need our prayerful support right now. Mary, I want to thank you for sharing this National Night of Prayer for Life, December 8th, this Thursday, Pray, pray, pray. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Prayer for Charity O my Jesus, Thou art very true love, enkindled in my heart the divine fire, which consumes the saints and transforms them into You. O Lord our God, 
We offer thee our hearts, united in the strongness and most sincere love of brotherhood. We pray that Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament may be the daily food of our souls and bodies, that Jesus may be established as the center of our affections, even as he was for Mary and Joseph. Finally, O Lord, may sin never disturb our union on earth, and may we be eternally united in heaven with thee and Mary and Joseph and with all the saints. Amen. Here is your catechist question for the day. In the second mystery, second joyful mystery of the rosary, Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And uh, what gospel do we read about that? And which gospel do we read about the visitation? Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. I'll give you a clue. It's either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Do you know? Well, if you said the Gospel of Luke, you are correct. Immediately after the Annunciation, uh, the angel departs, and then Mary sets out in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted her cousin Elizabeth. And it's one of those passages that if you haven't read it in a while, go back and read it. It's a beautiful passage. I love it. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Well, look at that. There's part of the Hail Mary that we get right there. And how does this happen that the mother of my Lord should come to me? You know, I wonder if sometimes we ask ourselves that question when we think about the Fatima apparitions and the apparitions of the Blessed Mother in the last hundred years. Do you think those to whom Mary appeared had that same response. How does it happen that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And yet Mary exhorts us every day, pray your rosary. She said that at Fatima. She told the children, I want the world, I want everyone to pray the rosary every day. You know, that's a pretty clear request. That's a pretty clear instruction. And uh, sometimes I think we spend so much time wondering, well, do I really have to do it? You know, trying to wriggle our way out of it. Do we ever stop to say, wow, Mary cares so much about me that she's passing this instruction to me. And do we leap for joy like John did in the womb? It's just a question to ask ourselves this morning. Uh, I forgot to mention, and and Mary Varney and I forgot to mention, that if you go to stlrespectlife.org, that's stlrespectlife.org, you can get the list of parishes here in St. Louis that are participating in the 33rd National Night of Prayer for life. So that's a a good resource for us to have. We're going to go get you one more check of the weather here on uh, Roadmap to Heaven this morning, and then we've got a little bit more in store for you. Stay tuned. Prayer for our country. Almighty God, bless our nation and make it true to the ideas of freedom and justice and brotherhood for all who make it great. Guard us from war, from fire and wind, from compromise, fear, and confusion. Be close to our president and our statesmen. Give them vision and courage as they ponder decisions affecting peace and the future of the world. Make me more deeply aware of my heritage, realizing not only my rights, but also my duties and responsibilities as a citizen. Make this great land and all its people know clearly your will that they may fulfill the destiny ordained for us in the salvation of the nations and the restoring of all things in Christ. Amen. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, we are talking about someone who I never tire 
of speaking of, and that is the Blessed Mother. And here are some more thoughts on Mary is Patty Schneier. I'm actually quoting from Pope Benedict in his audiences that he talked about the Blessed Mother on the Feast of the Annunciation. We're going to talk about the Annunciation today. Yesterday we talked about the Immaculate Conception. And Pope Benedict said this, In celebrating the incarnation of the Son, we cannot fail to honor his mother. St. Augustine imagined a dialogue between himself and the angel of the Annunciation, in which St. Augustine asks, tell me, O angel, why did this happen in Mary? The answer, says the messenger, is contained in the very words of his greeting. Hail, full of grace. In fact, the angel appearing to her does not call her by her earthly name, Mary, but by her divine name, as she has always been seen and characterized by God full of grace. And the grace is none other than the love of God. So in the end, we can translate this word, beloved of God. That's really Mary's pure title. And Origen observes that no such title has ever been given to a human being and that it is unparalleled in all of sacred scripture, end quote. Isn't that an amazing thought? So Mary's true name, it's not her earthly name, Mary. Her true name is full of grace. He said, the angel said, hail, full of grace. So today, my encouragement is just to address Mary all day long as full of grace, full of grace, and ask her to help you correspond to the graces that God is pouring out all around you. What a lovely encouragement for us on this Tuesday. Patty, thank you so much. Act of Faith. O oh my God, I firmly believe that Thou art one God in three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that Thy divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches, because Thou hast revealed them who canst neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. Every now and then, and actually more than every now and then, we talk about the everyday practical things here on the show, and I wanted to share with you something new that came into my life recently. It's a water bottle. It's a very simple thing. It has, you know, what I like about it, it has a little chute in the middle um, that I can put fruit or some other thing to infuse my water. I could put cucumber slices. Right now I've got lime wedges in it. Yesterday I had lime wedges as well. I like those. But what I really like about this water bottle is that on the side of the water bottle are markings for every hour of the day, beginning with 8 a.m. and concluding with 6 p.m. And giving me a basically a path of what I need to consume water-wise throughout the day. And I've known for a while that I need to drink more water as part of getting healthy, but I'm, well, how much should I drink? And I guess I'm drinking enough. But now I have something that marks, this is where you should be throughout the day. Well, Adam, what does this have to do with Roadmap to Heaven? I mean, we're glad you're drinking more water there, buddy, but what's going on? Well, you know, simple things like that help us attend to those things that we need to do. And you know that in a few minutes when we end the show, I'm going to exhort you, just as the Blessed Mother did, to pray your rosary today and each and every day. I'm going to exhort you throughout the season of Advent to get ready for the coming of Christmas. I'm going to exhort you to pray the 
chaplet of divine mercy. But are you using things around you to help keep you on task? You know, it could be as simple as setting reminders in your phone. It could be making a list and taping it to your door. It could be making a list and taping it to your office wall or putting it on the bulletin board right there by your computer monitor. Maybe setting up appointments in the calendar on your um, you know, on your computer or on your cloud or however you want to do that. But having those constant reminders throughout the day, just little gentle nudges, this is where you need to be at. Maybe it's not even 10 a.m., pray your rosary today, which, by the way, 10 a.m. is a great time to pray the rosary with us right here on the Airwaves on Covenant Network. We pray it every weekday at 10 and on Saturdays at 10 as well. Sundays it's different because we broadcast 10 a.m. Mass, but we do broadcast the rosary too. Maybe it's not 10 a.m. pray the rosary. Maybe it's 10 a.m. have you prayed the rosary is the little reminder you need to have pop up. Maybe it's 10.30 a.m. I don't know. But use these tools that we've got around us. They can make a huge difference. My water consumption is much more on track now that I have something reminding me, hey, Adam, you need to drink this much water per day. Just a thought for you. By the way, uh, one of the great things I love about this time of year, the traditions of making things with uh, in the kitchen with my family, and I've already made some candy this year, some chocolate-covered peanut clusters, and I'm looking for more recipes to try. So if you have a cookie recipe or something you love to bake this time of year, I'd actually love to hear that from you. And if you don't mind dropping us a line here at the station, you can email adam at ourcatholicradio.org. That's adam at ourcatholicradio.org. Or maybe share one of those holiday traditions, an Advent tradition you like to practice in your home with your family. And we might talk about it here on the air. So that is what's ahead for us this season of Advent and the rest of the day. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'll have to give you that recipe, maybe tomorrow, for chocolate-covered peanut clusters. They are quite delicious, and they're pretty easy to make, a great activity to do with the kids. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning right here on Covenant Network. Until then, keep praying for us. Remember, Thursday is a holy day of obligation, so have that plan to get to Mass on Thursday. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.